0: and Jill.
1: Welcome to the weekly Mia Thrives podcast where we talk to those living life to the fullest living with the rare skin disease epidermolysis bullosa. We hope you weigh in on our Facebook forum where the conversation continues. Let's talk thriving with EB. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mia Thrives podcast. This is Emily, and I'm so excited to be chatting with Julia today, all the way from Germany. So, Julia, thank you so much um, for joining me. Um, And it's so nice to get to chat after about two years, I guess.
0: Right. Thank you for having me. It's nice to see you again after such a long time. We've met on the EB Congress in London, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, like just before the pandemic hit when we were still all in big groups of people and gatherings and yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so can you maybe start with telling us a little bit about what form of EB you have and if anyone in your family has EB too? Mm-hmm. Well, as I said, I'm Julia, I'm
0: 24 years old and I have recessive uh, epidermolysis bullosa, but the dystrophic form, and I'm the only one in my family. So yeah, it was a big surprise that BB, yeah, was now a part of our life.
1: And when you were born, were you diagnosed
0: pretty quickly with EB? Yes, luckily we had a doctor there who already um, uh, knew EB. So it just took four days to have the real diagnosis. But um, right after birth, he said that this has to be EB.
1: Wow. That's surprising that your doctor like knew what EB was right away because I feel like often chatting with other people on the podcast, it normally takes a while to like find a doctor for someone to figure out what it is since it's so rare.
0: Right. But it was very helpful because he even knew the um, person from Deborah Germany. Wow. So he had contact with them. And right at the beginning, it was very helpful to have people who know everything about it and who stand by your side to help you.
1: Mm -hmm. And are you still connected with Deborah Germany?
0: Um, A little bit, but I am no longer... um... An ambassador? Yes, I'm no longer an ambassador. But I have still uh, contact with many people from Germany with AB, Mm -hmm. um, even at the same age. And um, one time at a year we uh, met, we meet together and yeah, have a good time and yeah.
1: That's so nice. And um, are you, so you're connected with Um, different people from the community. How did you um, like reach out and meet other people um, like with EB and even like um, like what inspired you to go to the Congress in
0: London? Well, in London, it was um, very spontaneous because um, another organization for EB had, um, yeah, they looked for uh, interviewers for the congress so uh, yeah i uh, texted them and said that i would like to do it and yeah they chose me and so i landed at the congress um, and had the opportunity to meet other people with ab and yeah talk to them and yeah report about them after it
1: so cool oh my gosh yeah it was (laughs) so amazing to get to meet you and so many other people with eb and all different forms of eb and um like i don't know i especially enjoyed like the community day when it was like even just just the rooms were like filled with people with eb and it was definitely like the most amount of people i've ever seen in one one place ever in my life with eb
0: yeah I was very sad because right at that day we had to fly back home, so I didn't meet uh meet all the people i didn't yeah I didn't meet all the people but um yeah although I didn't have the opportunity to uh be there at this day, it was very nice to to see at least some of them and to exchange with others and to talk to them and yeah share different experiences Mm -hmm. yeah I loved it
1: yeah me too and it's even just nice then to be able to keep in touch through like social media since you know everyone was kind of spread out from all across the world so it's fun that we can stay in touch like through Instagram and, and see what everyone's up to
0: yeah, that's right. Social media is very, yeah, a very good part of it, of staying in contact.
1: So can you maybe um, update us about what you've been up to in the past um, few years? Yeah, I'm still
0: studying. I'm studying social work at a university, but um, the whole last year I was like just in hospital because I was part of a medication study um, only for people with EV and I was and still am uh, the only person worldwide who is testing the medication. It is especially for cancer because as you know, cancer is, yeah, in some forms of EV, um, a very, yeah, big part of yeah, struggling with EB. And so I had so much cancer all over my body and they couldn't do it with surgery anymore. So they were looking for other opinions and yeah, other possibilities to to make it. And yeah, then they decided that I have to go to Austria, to the EB house. Some of you may know this. And, yeah, since April of the last year, I've been there and, yeah, got the medication.
1: So can you tell um, me about the EB house? Because I actually haven't heard of that before.
0: Oh, the EB house is especially just for uh, people with EB. Uh, there are many special specialists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so everyone who whom you meet um they know about EB and um yeah it is in Europe a very very good station to to show up there because yeah, you can check their everything. They they know about everything and they can help you so good and yeah it's good to to meet doctors who yeah who know eb and whom you don't have to explain to and yeah it's very lovely there
1: wow that sounds amazing and so the treatment has been going well with the um like new medication and are you are you still taking that now
0: Yes, I'm still taking it now. Next week, I'm getting it. uh, Yeah, for the last time. So I'm very excited that it's done then. But yeah, I have to say it was a hard time. The uh, first four months, I have been there um, constantly. So I yeah, kind of lived in Austria far away from home because for me, it's like, um, yeah, 800 kilometers. I don't know how many miles. (laughs) Um, So I had to live there because it was like, in one week, I had the infusion. And the other week, there was a pause. And then again, one week infusion and so on. So it wouldn't make sense to, to go home. Because it was also very exhausting and uh, since August um, I am home again. Uh, I am now always uh, three weeks home and then I have to go back for one week um, to get the medication and yeah but just one more time and it's done and in April there yeah all the Pause. <laughs> um, I don't know the word for, um, yeah, like, they check everything.
1: Um, like you have a checkup?
0: Yeah, kind of. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So in April, um, there's only the last checkup. So we're gonna see how it worked. And um, how it will go on so yeah i'm very excited
1: well i'm very thankful to hear um, that you reacted so well to the treatment that's very exciting um, but wow that must have been very challenging like you know i feel like when you don't feel good you just want to be home in your own bed so that must have been um, like quite a challenge to be going through something so difficult and to be so far away from home but um, it's very brave of you to try a new a new treatment like that. Um, but that's awesome because you know, like, if it helps you, and you know, you're the first to do something brave like that. But now it can help other people, right? Um, like, do you know if they're gonna go right. forward with that drug or?
0: Um, well, they're looking for other uh, participants participants Mm -hmm. Well, they are looking for other participants Um, so um, the study is not just in Austria but also in London and in Philadelphia but right now there aren't more people who yeah are um, who fit into the study so on the one hand it's good because it means that right now no one needs it so there's no person who who has so much cancer or uh, where it's so bad that you have to try this medication. But on the other hand, of course, it would help to yeah, continue the process of of this medication so that someday it will be yeah, a legal legal medication to to use in in every hospital not just in these three stations
1: mm-hmm. wow that's so amazing they're just you know there's I feel like now in the EB community um recently I've just been hearing about lots of new treatments and it's like very like exciting and promising for the community and brings hope to a lot of people that you know these yeah. options are out there
0: yeah, well, it was a bit hard because when I started, I didn't know what what would happen or what side effects it would have or if, if it even would help. I didn't know anything, but it kind of was my last chance. So there was nothing else they have to done. So I took the opportunity and yeah, it had many side effects. That's true. It's... It was a very hard time, but yeah,
1: I guess we're on a good way. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. And you'll please have to keep us posted um, how your how your checkup goes and we'll all have our fingers crossed. But I'm happy that it's sounding positive and that you reacted well to the treatment. That's such amazing news. Um, so are you planning on going back to school now or just taking a little bit time to chill after that tricky time or what's next for you now?
0: Next, I uh, want to write my last exam for studies. So um, I got my bachelor. I don't know if this is a degree in, in America or Canada too. Um, yeah, right. And then I'm finished. With university, so my plan is to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so my plans to yeah to have a work I like and to go back to my daily life because this year w- was very yeah, you couldn't plan anything and you couldn't do anything because you didn't know how how you would feel and how the next day would be so. I'm happy to, to have normal, no, uh, to have
1: a normal, normal
0: routine? excuse me,
1: like a normal routine.
0: Yeah. To have a normal routine back. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, to this time.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Um, and did, um, The decision to become a social worker. Do you think that was impacted at all um, by living with EB? I don't
0: know. I think it could. It could be that uh, EB had had some influences on it, but I don't know. I guess EB let's you know how it is to need help, mm-hmm. to depend on others sometimes. So yeah, maybe I want to um maybe now I want to help others with with their problems and yeah, maybe give something back that I got in my whole life. But the direction I want to go in is very different. So I want to work with a pregnant woman who, yeah, who needs help, and I guess that's something very different to ED.
1: <laughs> wow, that's very interesting. Like, do you want to help pregnant women with special needs? Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so amazing to hear because. I feel like there's not a lot of resources for um, women with um, like special needs. Um, there's just little even information out there. Um, right. so I'm so excited to hear that because <laughs> I, I feel very also strongly about um, that that's, there should be more, out more out there. And uh, that's so amazing that um you want to help people in that like situation. And I know kind of before the podcast, we were even kind of briefly talking that I'm a mama now and I'm, right. yeah, you know, with EB and having some special needs, I've needed more, more help. And it's been like uh, a bit of a challenge to like adjust to having another little human to take care of, and I've needed more, um, I've needed more help than I originally had anticipated, because I also had some health issues with EB kind of come up, and Mm. so I, as a mom, rely more on my mom, (laughs) but um, (laughs) yeah, that's very, very cool, and um, maybe at some point in the future, we'll have to have you on again to to chat more about that when you get into it, because it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I think um, women with disabilities who have children are never a topic in society. So uh, no one talks about it, that even, yeah, people with disabilities can get children and can carry them. And of course they may need some help with it, but just because you have a disability or uh, yeah, something else, it doesn't mean that you don't have the wish to have children someday. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And yeah, the, the wish of having a family and a partner in general. So no one talks about it and yeah, and talks about partnership with disabilities. So I guess it's it's a very important topic to, to work in.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I was also like so excited to see um, last year um, that there was like some sexuality guidelines that kind of came out for the EB community. Because right. that was something I hadn't seen before. And it's so important to talk about it Because, um, you know, even especially, you know, at kind of that age where you're like getting interested or wanting information about that, you know, it can be kind of like an awkward time in life anyways. And then to especially have no resources or information for you specifically with um, like EB or even like other disabilities, like it's so important to talk about and, for people to just have the information and um, you know I feel like even like my younger self just if I would have known more I think I would have like felt a bit more like reassured because from a Mm -hmm. young age I kind of wondered like could I have a baby like am I going to be able to do this in my life like I as a little girl even kind of like wondered about it and there was no info up there. So I'm happy that there is now because I'm I think it's just nice. I think it can kind of give people a bit of peace of mind just to be like, I can do this. And maybe it's like a little bit differently, but yeah, still like doable. And there's so many people with EB now that are just doing awesome things and having families and living life so yeah it's it's really nice to see
0: yeah that's why i love to talk to people with me who are a little bit older sometimes because they have so much to tell and so many experiences to give and yeah it's it's for me um, when i talk to to people who know how i feel and to know that yeah things will turn out good so it's like it gives me some self-confidence to say that yeah okay I can do this I this is possible and it's not just a dream I have but it can be reality so okay. I think the exchange with people um is exchange the right word?
1: Um
0: I don't think so.
1: The like conversation with people or the information that they're sharing?
0: Yeah. Mm. yeah, okay. I, I use conversation, okay. Mm-hmm. So uh the conversation with, with people who who know what you feel is very important and and yeah, gives you hope, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I like couldn't agree more, and I feel like we in the EV community like learn so much from others who've walked before us, or who are dealing with similar things, because yeah, like since it is like a rare disease, sometimes um, doctors can't even answer your questions, and then yeah, I feel like we look to one another in the community and, um, and now even with like social media and the Facebook groups, like it's, it's a lot easier to find someone who's experienced like what you're experiencing and to give some like advice or to even just say, yeah, like I got through this and you will too. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's really like, nice. And I I didn't really have that like growing up. So I'm like really happy that that is um, is around now and for the next generation of of kids with EB.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I think um, everyone with EB I met is so open minded and not afraid to tell their story or their experiences. So you don't even have to be ashamed to ask mm-hmm. because yeah, they understand you. And I never got the answer that, no, I don't talk about it. I don't want to talk about it now or oh, what a question or yeah, something like that. So everyone is willing to share their information and their experiences. And that makes it very easy, I guess.
1: Wow. Yeah, I love that. I I totally agree that, like, it is a very open-minded community for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's so nice that everyone is, like, so open to sharing. And I feel it's because, you know, even if sometimes it's, like, kind of, like, uncomfortable to talk about something, I feel like Mm. people with EB just have it in the back of their head, too. Well, like, if this can help someone else, why not, like, put it out there?
0: Right. Um,
1: yeah. Um, I'm curious to ask about what it was like for you living up, like, growing up in um, Germany with E.B.
0: Mm. Well, in Germany, it is, I'd say, very easy to grow up with E.B., because you don't have to worry if you get uh, bandages or something, you, you just got it. And um, the community is, like I said, also very open-minded and and has a good network. So I know many people with EB living in Germany and um, yeah, even as a child, I. I've known so many people, and that made it so much easier to, yeah, to grow up with EB because, yeah, you you knew that uh, you are not alone, and um, yeah, that things will turn up good because you or I already have seen older people with EB and already met them and so on, and yeah that gave me self-confidence. So in school and in kindergarten, it was very easy to me. Um, I always had some friends around me who supported me. And yeah, all in all, I'd say I had a good time at university and so on. Um, Of course, sometimes it's hard because yeah, like we already said, not every doctor knows EB and you have to explain yourself also to, to people who don't know EB. I guess that's a bit difficult in Germany because EB is very unknown in Germany. Um, as I've been in, in Austria, I've seen a big difference between uh, Germany and Austria because in Austria everyone knows what EB is Mm -hmm. Um, and if you are going down the street people will talk to you and say hey is it EB and so on and in Germany the term isn't well known so that's a little bit hard to yeah to explain yourself and yeah to to sometimes yeah have mm, when when i'm going out with with friends and we just want to have a good time and then people come around and ask what i have yeah it's a bit strange and and sometimes not that cool so yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Like your EB doesn't define you. So it's such right. bad. Like it doesn't need to be the first conversation that you have with someone. And yes. <laughs> um, that is so cool that in Austria, people just like know what EB is because I never experienced that, but that's amazing <laughs> that there's a place um, that everyone knows what EB is in hopefully um, with spreading awareness one day, will get there worldwide that EB will just be known and
0: yeah that would be great
1: slowly slowly I feel like things are are improving and that awareness is is being spread and I feel like for the first time like celebrities are starting to kind of post about it and um you know every once in a while I will come across someone and mention EB and they're like oh yeah like I saw that on this Instagram account or on Aww. whatever, and I'm like, yes, wow, that's so <laughs> cool because, um, yeah, it's like a new thing for me, so it's, it's definitely like exciting um, when it happens. Um, and then I was also curious to ask you if you had any like words of wisdom that you would pass along to kids with EB or even anything like that you would say to your like younger self?
0: I would say that no one with EB or any other disability has to hesitate to be herself or himself. So just be self-confident and show who you are because no one has to hide herself and yeah trust in yourself, believe in yourself. So I think that um, if you imagine something and you would like to do something, you can try it out and see if it works because to to not do it is not a possibility just because you may have a B or something else. So try everything you want and yeah, show yourself.
1: I love that. That's amazing. And then one question that we love to ask everybody on the podcast because I feel like the answers are always so different is what does thriving with EB mean to you?
0: Yeah, I guess just like I said to to value little things in life, to enjoy moments and, um, To see that even with a disability like EV, which can be very hard and very exhausting, that life can be very pretty and you are able to do so many things you wouldn't have thought you would do. So enjoying this and valuing this means thriving with a beach and me
1: yeah I love that like appreciating the little things and I feel like especially you know you know people like you who have been through really like tough times um and you know the year you had sounds awful I'm so sorry you had to go through that but (laughs) it's so amazing that you can then enjoy enjoy the little things and like the positive things in life Um, you're amazing and I really hope you'll join us on the podcast again because I also just cannot wait to hear more about this career you're jumping into um, (laughs) because it's just so needed and I think you're just the perfect person to do something like that because you're you're so understanding Mm -hmm.
0: thank you so much
1: Well, thank you so much for, um, like sharing your journey with us. And, um, like I mentioned before, please, please, please keep us posted, um, on, on how you're doing and how your checkup goes. Um,
0: yeah, I will.
1: Amazing. Well, thank you again so much for joining us and, um, thank you for everyone who tuned in, um, to another episode of the Meath Thrive podcast.
0: Bye. thank you for having me bye bye hold you back hold you back I couldn't try